Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue in our study of the second book of Kings, Melachim Bet. We are in the middle of chapter 11. We have learned of Atalia and how she murdered the entire house of David in order to take over the kingdom of the south, the kingdom of Judah. She ruled for six years and unbeknownst to her, she thought she had killed everyone, <coughs> but one little baby named Yoash was spirited away and hidden for six years in the confines of the temple under the protection of the high priest Yehoiada <coughs> and his wife Yehosheva, who, who was um, uh, the uh, sister of, Ata- of Ahaziah, the assassinated king. And this young man had just been, and we left it last time when he had been anointed king in the temple to great fanfare by Yehoiada, who had planned a takeover and a, and a, and he, and he had planned a um, reestablishment of the Davidic monarchy. The people were celebrating, and Yehoiada already had all of the paths by which Atalia's supporters might come to end the celebration and end this coronation and uh, in support of Atalia, the current sitting queen, he had them all blocked off in advance by soldiers that were armed, armed with the very weapons that David himself had hidden and stored in the temple. Atalia heard, she heard the people celebrating and she comes to the temple to see what's going on. And when she enters the temple, she sees, and behold, Hamelech Omeid Al Ho'amud. The king was standing upon the pillar. This was a pillar which was the pillar which was there for the king, for the leader to stand upon. Kamishbat, as is the way, as is the way of the king. So he was standing in what she perceived to be her place. Vihasorim Vihachatzotros, and the. Um, and the chiefs and the trumpet blowers were blowing um, El Amelech uh, next to, to, you know, in honor of the king. Bechol Am Ha'aretz, and all of the people of the land, Sameach, were happy. Am Ha'aretz in Tanakh, in the, in the Bible, typically refers to the leaders of the land. So um, Am Ha'aretz later in, in Mishnaic Hebrew, people might be familiar with, and also how it's currently used in, 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 in Yiddish and in um, modern Hebrew has a different connotation. But Amhar is here means the great le- the leaders, the leadership of the people. They were all happy and they're blowing on their horns and trumpets. Vatikra Atalia Spigodeha Atalia in an act of, 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 of shock, in an act of, of anger and, and sadness, she tears her clothes vatikra and she calls out kesher kosher this is a rebellion this is a rebellion um uh, in other words you're this is treason against the queen against me by clearly the crowd was not with her the crowd was with the king and yehoyada commanded and, and at this point um one would almost expect the crowd to attack her and kill her but this is not what happened right away? Yehoiada, the leader, the high priest, said he commanded Esarei Hameos, the people who were in charge, the officers in charge over the hundreds. Pekude Achayel, those who were in charge over the troops. Vayomerleim, and he said, Hotziu Oso Elmi Beis Lasedeirot, bring her out 
um, uh, uh, to the um, to to the uh, you know out of the house right to the to the shetach to the to the uh, area that's outside the bait of the temple you know there's bring her bring her out escort her out don't have her just be killed by this mob and don't execute her here take her out but anyone who comes in support of her and anyone who comes to try to stop you from removing her right who is obviously one of her supporters Hames should be put to death by the sword because the Kohen, the priest, did not want this killing to occur within the temple itself. And they made for her a path, a way to go, right? And she went on the path which horses you would use to go from the king's palace towards the temple. Um, they went on that path towards the king's house, Vatumas Sham, and that was where she was put to death. The um, uh, This is in contrast, and uh, many commentaries uh, point out the contrast here. There's, there's no drama to this death. Like her mother, Izevel, when Yehu put her to death, there was, there was so much vengeance and anger and guts and gore. And this one was so much different, so much more... I mean, humane, so to speak, if, if putting anyone to death could be called humane. But it was just, you know, she was executed appropriately in the appropriate place uh, in, in retribution for the terrible deeds that she had committed. And that was that. You know, nothing, there's no dramatization of it. There's no, um, there's no uh, glorification of it or anything like that. Despite how evil she was and despite her terrible deeds, uh, you know, this, the, the Bible simply does not glorify that. And when you see that contrast, it reminds us that of, of how the Yehu was described. And the way Yehu was described was with, it was with such gore and with such detail in order to, we should get the feeling and the understanding of how, of how awful these murderous he was. Now, Vayichros Habris, took this opportunity to make covenants, you know, Make covenants, meaning this is an occasion we need to establish. It's like a constitutional moment. Let's establish what we stand for, what we just did. We didn't just get rid of a murderous queen and put a new king in there and that we should go on and continue in the same path. But let's remember the point of all of this. Number one, between God and the king and the people, right? In other words, the three covenants are these three parties. The party is God, the king, and the people. The king is only a king and is only legitimate if he follows the path of God. And the people will only be loyal to a king who's legitimate, who follows in the path of God. And the king has to rule loyal to the people and loyal to God, etc. All three ways. That the ultimate goal is that this should be a nation for God, and he made a covenant between the king and the people. The king should be a just and appropriate leader, and the nation would be loyal to their leader. Now that this covenant is made, the next thing to do was to go to the Beit Baal, the temple of Baal. Now remember, when the northern kingdom married into the southern kingdom, with uh, with Atalia, who is now dead, um, the the um, 
Ahaziah, the previous king of Judah, was not loyal to God. and He was, he was a, a Baal worshiper, which we had seen earlier. So there was a temple to Baal, and during Atalia's time, uh, it flourished, which is clear from what we're about to read. Atalia supported the worship of Baal. So it's, it's even more, I, the irony is, is, is incredible if you think about it. Yehu went ahead to a, abolish Baal in the north and get rid of the remnants of Ahav in the north, ended up enabling that Baal should get even more established in the south by a descendant of Ahav in the south. It's, 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 the irony of it is, is remarkable. So, so during Atalia's reign, the, the house of Baal was uh, prominent and supported by, and as we'll see in the next chapter, the, the, the temple was being neglected. I mean, it was still operating. The temple for God was still operating, but being neglected. By Vokal Amaretz, based on Baal. So now the Amaretz, the people of the land, came to the temple of Baal, Vayitzu at Mizbuchosav, and they smashed its altars, Vietzulamav, and its images. Shibru Heitev, they smashed it up, but good. They ate Matan Koinabal and Matan, who was the uh, that was the name of the priest of Baal, Horgulifnam is Bechos, they killed him. Uh, he was executed in front of the altars of Baal, Vayasama Koin Pekudos al Adonai, and Yehoyada made made uh, put guards on God's house. Presumably Yehoyada was taking every possible precaution that supporters of Baal shouldn't try to go and take retribution against the temple, just like he took every precaution to make sure that the new king would stay safe and that Atalia, Atalia and her supporters uh, wouldn't be able to mount some kind of counteroffensive. And he took the, the leaders, these are the heads of the hundreds, meaning the chiefs um, of, of like... Uh, uh, battalion level via Takari, these are other types of officers via Taratzim, the eight Kalamarts, and all of the leaders of the land by Yeridu Esamelech Mibes Adonai, and they took the king from the house of God by Yavo'u Derech Sharharatzim Beis Amelech, and they took him through the gate of the Ratzim, the gate of the officers, um, or the gate of the guards by Yeshev Al Kiseyam and they put him on the throne in the house of the king. He was now sitting on the appropriate throne as he should. And all the people of the land were very happy. And the city was quiet. So the supporters of Baal and the supporters of Atalia were either gone or subdued or quiet. But regardless, they didn't mount any kind of counter offensives. They didn't uh, continue to, they didn't try to rebel against the new king. The city was quiet and peaceful. Yet Atalyahu emisu bacherav beisamelach, and Atalyahu was had been executed by the sword in the house, the house of the king. Excuse me, in the royal palace. So now we have Yoash, a king descendant of David, back on the throne. He's a young boy; uh, he's only uh, you know seven years old, but um, he uh, which the, but but here he now is the king and Yehoiada who is the priest, the high priest, is really the power behind the throne. This is one of the instances in history where, um, you know, we see this, the, the, the kingdom really being run by the priesthood. In this particular instance, we don't, it's not, we're not critical of Yehoiada for doing this because this is how it had to be done given the particular circumstances. But what can understand that when one mixes priesthood with, king, with the kingship, 
that it could lead to danger, and we're going to see little slivers of that as we go through the career of Yoash. But for now, Yoash is really the king, but he's a child being run by the high priest who has orchestrated this uh, return to power of the Davidic monarchy. Hope is restored. In the next chapter, we're going to discuss a little bit some of the events of the reign of Yoash. We're going to be focusing for a little bit on the southern kingdom and looking forward to studying that together with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a wonderful day.